hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dear White People. In today's episode, we will be discussing the historical significance of black hair and black hairstyles. If you have not already read my blog post on the subject, I will go ahead and link it in the description. Other than that, I hope everybody enjoys today's episode. So in the 1700s, there were laws, and I'm sorry if I butcher this, but there were uh, Tignon laws in Louisiana that prohibited, like made it mandatory for black and biracial women to keep their hair covered. Why? Because it made white women uncomfortable and upset because they were getting, because black women were getting so much attention for their natural hair. So, since the 1700s, 1700s, because someone's natural hair, the way it naturally grew out of their body, the way God had intended it to be, that basic human right was denied because it made someone else uncomfortable. When we move in and start talking about the civil rights era, that is when you start talking about black individuals coming forward and rebelling. Wearing your natural afro was seen as rebellion. imagine living in a world in a time where being your natural normal self being the you that God had intended you to be straight from birth was sought was seen as a sign of rebellion start talking about protective hairstyles. Protective hairstyles are things such as weaves and braids, stuff like that. It allows black folk to not have to tend to and manage their hair every single day because unlike other races, black hair is extremely fragile. So, having to take care of it, having to work it and put product in it and comb it and all that other stuff, it puts a lot of strain on our hair. So, having protective hairstyles allows us to protect our hair. It gives us the ability to have hairstyles that do not put more damage onto our hair. There have been so many, so many black individuals that want to try their best to live better lives by conforming to European beauty standards. That they suffered at their own hands of putting dangerous chemicals on their scalps. Many many of which 
were severely burned in order to be able to comb out their hair more easily and be able to slick it back so that it looked quote unquote silky and smooth. until 2019 2019 for us to finally be able to rock our hair the natural way and then to have individuals who have already benefited from wearing their natural hair begin to use our hairstyles as a way to normalize our culture. If you are unfamiliar with what cultural appropriation is, by definition, cultural appropriation is another culture taking and using aspects of another culture. So if the European culture is taking things from the African culture, you're appropriating that culture why can't we have black women and black men and black individuals normalize our hairstyles for us why do we need somebody else to step forward and normalize our culture for us understand the fact that it's not just hairstyles. It's not just something for us to look cute. A lot of times these hairstyles are out of necessity for black individuals. They are not a necessity for non-black individuals. Celebrities who mock us literally mock the black community and then want to turn around and use all our culture as a fashion sense or a fashion trend however you want to say it we get individuals who sit here and don't actually want to speak up and 
spread awareness of the actual things that black individuals go through when it regards our hair. For example, Nikita Dragon just posted pictures of her in a braided wig. You have a lot of people who are encouraging her to rock that braided wig. Thank you for saying something because she made a comment saying that I want to thank all of my beautiful black women for, you know, making this hairstyle and for blah, 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 blah. But stated in her comment that she doesn't understand why they aren't allowed to rock that hairstyle themselves and, and go to work with that hairstyle or go to school. But you don't talk about how children have literally had their hair cut and shaved in school. People have been fired or denied jobs because of their hair. Not just because they can't go to work with their hair. You literally denied work. And then you don't talk about the repercussions that come from all of that. You don't talk about the families that suffered because their parents couldn't find jobs because of their natural hair. You don't talk about the kids who were who were humiliated and felt ashamed to be themselves. You don't talk about the historical significance that comes along with all of this hair before you want to go ahead and rock that hairstyle. I feel like people would not be upset if that is what people did. If people actually talked about the realistic things that happen to the black community regarding our hair or spread actual awareness to the things that happen in our community because of our hair or to our community because of our hair, I don't think people would be as upset. But what people fail to realize is that when you take things of significance, of historical significance, to any culture, not just black culture, not just African American culture, but any culture, if you take specific significant aspects of that culture and don't try to shed light on the culture, then you're not helping anybody out. You're not doing anything but making the problem worse. And people speaking up and talking about this stuff isn't denying anybody anything. It's educating people so that they understand why it's wrong and why you shouldn't do it. If you get so offended when black people tell you, please don't do this. You are appropriating my culture. Please don't do this. And then you try to sit there and give off every single reason why it's okay for you to do it. You're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. You're not trying to be a part of the solution. You're just trying to justify why it is okay for you to appropriate somebody else's culture. And that is never okay. Regardless of what the culture is, it is never okay for people to appropriate anybody's culture. And I know there are going to be people that comment and say stuff like, well, don't you think that the black community is appropriating European culture because they get straight hair and they do this and they do that? No, because like I have stated, we do not do it for you or to look like 
you or to be more like you. We do it as a way to camouflage ourselves so that we can live better lives. We do it as a way to protect our natural hair. If you want to shed light on beautiful cultures and the parts and aspects of that culture that you admire and you love, you can do that without appropriating culture, without mocking the culture. You can show appreciation and shed light on tragic events and cultures that you enjoy and love without being a part of the problem. When it comes to black hair and black hairstyles, there's so, so much more that I could say on this subject. And I feel like my blog post pretty much laid out every single aspect. And it probably could have, it probably could have touched on a lot more. But I encourage everybody to go and read it. I encourage you to share it with your friends and family. I encourage you to have open discussions about it. I encourage you to educate yourselves on the matter. You don't have to change your views. You don't have to change whatever it is that you do. But I hope that you educate yourselves. And I hope that you want to try to actively make change for the black community and for people struggling with finding their selves, finding their true selves and being able to go out in the world and be themselves and not feel like they're going to be persecuted or feel like they're not professional or like they're walking around with a mess on their head because they're just rocking their natural hair. And if you get called out for appropriating someone's culture, just apologize for it. Like it is, it takes two seconds for you to apologize for appropriating a culture. And instead of just sitting there and being like, well, I'm not appropriating anything and it's not this and it's not that. Now you just apologize. It's not that big of a deal to just say, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, I am going to cut this episode here. I really hope that everybody understands where I'm coming from with this episode. And I hope that everybody takes the time to learn and educate themselves when it comes to the black community and black hairstyles. And if there's something that I did not touch on in this episode and you would wish and you wish me to, to talk about it, um, you can go ahead and leave me a voice memo. You can hit me up on Twitter, whatever it is. Um, and I will do my best to help out in any way that I can. Love you guys, and as always, stay safe, sane, and consensual. Bye-bye.
I'm going to really need you to understand the historical significance that comes along with black hair and black hairstyles. But before I can even get into that, I need you to understand first that it wasn't until April of this year, April of 2019, that the racial discrimination law was amended. And it was amended so that it could include traits that specifically had to do with race, meaning you could no longer discriminate against individuals who wore their natural hair or protective hairstyles, meaning up until April of 2019, it was perfectly fine for employ employers to deny someone work because of their natural hair or because they decided to have a protective hairstyle it was perfectly fine for employers to deny someone the basic right of having a job unless they did something to make their hair look more professional less nappy messy whatever it was it was perfectly fine for schools to cut the hair of students or suspend them or expel them because they were wearing protective hairstyles such as braids or stuff like that it was perfectly fine for black individuals to be discriminated against for literally having their natural hair or for wearing their hair in protective hairstyles. So now let's talk about the historical significance that comes along with black hair. For those of you who are unaware, in Africa, your hair is very sacred. Your hair can, sit, can signify your age, it can signify your religion, your tribe, your marital status. It has so much to do with so many so many different parts and aspects of your life. Men wear their hair differently when they're doing certain jobs. When they're going out to war, majority of men in, in majority of tribes would braid their hair. Women in mourning or people in mourning in general would not do their hair specifically you know there are so many different things that come along with with hair in the African tribes especially because of the fact that each tribe has a different way of styling their hair cutting their hair grooming their hair there are so many different significances that come along with each tribe and the different things that their hair represents for them and not only that but to a lot of, of African tribes your because your hair is so close to the sky it was thought of as a conduit as a spiritual conduit so that you can communicate with God so now going from living in your own home in your own country living by your own rules and having the ability to express your hair or express yourself through your hair 
and then to have foreign people come onto your land and pretty much force you to live somewhere else, force you to work, and also force you to shave your head as a way to take away and strip you of your identity. Black women have not been able to wear their own natural hair since the 1700s. Since the 1700s. Since the 1700s, black women or biracial women would have had to cover up their hair, put relaxers in their hair, whatever, whatever they had to do in order to hide and mask their original curls, afro, whatever, they were not allowed to have any of that. That basic human right to be yourself and to express yourself for being yourself, to express yourself in your own culture since the 1700s. We're talking about centuries. We're not talking about a couple hundred years. We're talking about multiple centuries where people were denied the basic right to engulf themselves in their own culture. It wasn't until the civil rights movement that the Afro was actually sought out, that black individuals wanted to rock their Afros and rebelled against the European social norm of like beauty standards. Like, seriously, during the civil rights movement, it was thought to be rebellious to rock your natural afro. During the civil rights movement was when a lot of individuals, a lot of black individuals, took it upon themselves to find their own strength in self-love and self-respect and stand up for themselves and for their own culture. 